0: This is Ángel Bueno, Jesus' servant. Like you, like any other Christian, like any other Catholic, we all called to serve. And I've been working my relationship with God this week. And now I'm hoping that through this process, I get to help just one soul. I've been talking a lot about our relationship with God. And again, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're human and we fall our Lord has given us something so beautiful to be able to fix that relationship when we, ourselves, we break it. So, And that is the confession, the sacrament of reconciliation. So Jesus gave the power to the church, to the apostles, to forgive sins. It's true, He is that one that forgives the sins, but the apostles and now the priests are are the ones, the instruments to basically as mediaries for this forgiveness. But it is God, the one who forgives. That's why the priest tells you, I forgive you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He is not the priest, whoever the name of your priest is, the one saying I. He is actually representing God the same way. That during the consecration, the priest says, this is my body, this is my blood. It's not him talking. It's a beautiful miracle of the sacrament. It's actually God, Jesus, speaking through that priest. And the beauty of that is the fact that Jesus wanted us to know that we have been forgiven. And that's why the priest says, I forgive you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that's the beauty of us. It's true. If you do a real act of contrition, you will be forgiven. But you don't really know because you don't know if your act of contrition is really real. Going to confession, kneeling down in front of a priest and telling your sins, not to him, but to Jesus, being represented by that priest, then everything changes. And is Jesus the one telling you, you are forgiven? I forgive you. The confession has five parts. Five parts that need to take place in order to work. So the first one is examination of conscience. We need to prepare for our confessions. We cannot just jump into the confessional or tell the priest, hey, I want to confess, and not really know what we're going to talk about. We need to know our sins. We need to really examine ourselves in order to really say sorry properly. I remember when I first got married, it was quite hard because... (laughs) I would every once in a while, not often, thank God, I would have arguments with my wife um, and uh and sometimes I would say baby, i'm I'm sorry." and she would say, "But for what?" <laughs> say, mm, because I upset you, but why? So really, if we don't know what we' are saying sorry for, really we're not saying sorry at all. The second part is the sorrow for our sins. We are offending God. We said in previous podcasts how intense, how important that relationship is, right? So how much God loves us, all the sacrifices that he made for us, and we still offend him. So that should really be heavy in our hearts, in our souls. The fact that we are crucifying him again, that we're spitting on him, because that is what a sin is. A sin is a slap in the face of Jesus. A sin is a spit on his face. A sin is pushing the crown of thorns into his face, putting the nails into his hands, into his feet. That is what we do to Jesus again when we sin. That should really burden us. And that's why we we really need this confession. Anyway, point three is the firm intention of never seeing again. So we all know in human relationships, I need to tell sometimes my students will have a bit of a physical encounter and you need to tell them, but I, so when they say sorry, they shake hands. But are you willing to not do this again? Because really you cannot say sorry. And then, man, as soon as I have another chance, I'm going for him. Of course not. Like in every human relationship, when we say sorry, we need to commit to not fall into that again. We are human and sometimes we fall again. But we really need to have that intention. That's all God asks us to have the intention because we will fall over and over and over. When I was little, my parents told me the human being is the only one that trips three times on the same stone. It would be very easy to just go around the stone. But no, we'll keep falling because it's our nature. But it also should be our nature to keep getting up and keep going back to our Lord and saying sorry to Him. Number four, to say the sins to the confessor. Some Christian denominations say that they just need to think about the sins and tell them to God and God send them forgiveness. If the act of contrition is true, Then your sins are forgiven. But also our Lord said to the apostles, go around the world, proclaim the gospel. And then he said, forgive the sins. Those that you forgive will be forgiven. Those that you retain will be retained. Really, we have to go to the priest. And Jesus has set everything up for us to know that we have been forgiven because we are weak. How do we know that our intention of not sinning again is real? How do we know that the sorrow for our sins is real? How do we know that our sorry is real? We don't really know. But going to confession, kneeling in front of the priest, saying our sins and being told, I forgive you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that cannot be compared to any other type of confession. And the last will feel the penance. The priest, after confession, gives us a penance. It should be something concrete, something doable. For example, my daughters, when they have a bit of a clash, you tell them, okay, say sorry. Okay, very good. And now give each other a hug. Now give each other a kiss. You need to make up for what you've done. You've done evil to Jesus. But now it's just fair that you do something back to really show your sorrow. Those are the five parts of the confession. But on top of that, it's always very important and very good to do more atonement for our sins and for the sins of others. There's so many people around the world, around us, sinning, committing mortal sins that take God away from the souls. They are crucifying God in the souls. And we can change that through sacrifice. We should be souls of sacrifice. So when we sin, the first thing, do an act of contrition. Fill it in your soul. Tell Jesus, I am so sorry that I've done that. When I was little, my dad told me the perfect act of contrition is saying, My Lord, forgive me. So in that sentence, You are acknowledging that God is above all, that he is yours, that you are his creature. And then forgive me, saying sorry to him. So my Lord, forgive me. And then as soon as you can, just run to confession. Remember, priests are there to serve you. Priests are there to listen to you and to bring you back in peace with God they will never or they should never reject confession to anybody so because at the end of the day what you need is to be in communion with God in your soul and in your body something great that we should all do is to make our confession regular even if you don't have mortal sins it's important to make it part of our weekly routine so many saints have said the importance of going to confession weekly. So, for example, Saint Samaria, you can read in his writings a few times, the fact that he used to go to confession sometimes twice, three times a week, because he was really sorry of the way he was acting, because it was not to the level that God would want of him. And it's not that he was being scrupulous. But yes, Saint Samaria just loved our Lord so much that he just couldn't wait from saying sorry to him. When we make confession regular, we're not letting the devil get close to us. Because before he can tempt us with a mortal sin, we're saying sorry to God, and we're receiving the sanctifying graces of the confession of the sacrament. Put the fight away from the walls of your fortress. Such a beautiful sentence. Just imagine of a normal battle. How they always try to get the enemy far away from their castle. Because the closer they are, when they're pushing a little bit, that's it. It's all over. They burned your house. But when we put the fight in the venial sins, when we put the fight in being virtuous, there is no way that we can get to the mortal sin. And those sins are the ones that you should take to confession. The fact that you didn't wake up on time in the morning. That you snooze your alarm. That you were not patient with your kids. That you didn't work to your best. That you didn't pray. Sometimes they're not even faults. Some of them might be venial sins. But they're not mortal sins. And the devil wants you to forget all these things. So your temptation starts around Well, whether you watch something on the computer or not. That is not appropriate. That is straight away a mortal sin. Also, when we go to regular confession, we're telling our Lord, as I said before, we are accountable for what I've done, for the little things, the power of the little things. That way is like an artist that is sculpting a piece of rock, and he's just chipping away the little bits to show the beauty of the figure. They told me a story when I was little of a guy that was carrying a bag of pebbles, and then in each hand, he had two massive rocks. So basically, what do you think that person would do when he gets to wherever he goes? The first thing he will drop are the two massive rocks in his hands. So that is the same with our sins. When we get to confession, the first thing is what we're most ashamed of. That thing that really burdens us, that thing that really ashamed us. And then you can drop your pebbles. Get all the weight out of your soul. When we live that way, getting all the venial sins, all the mortal sins out of our soul, all our faults, not even sins, but even our faults, will receive graces in them. Because in the opposite side, when we live a life of sin, our conscience will be blurred. Our conscience will stop accepting Things that are actually evil. The closer we are to our Lord, the easier it is for us to identify good from evil. And also, when we regularly go to confession, we're showing humility. We're telling our Lord, I want you to know me with my faults, and I am sorry, to put our head down and ask for forgiveness. So many human relationships have been built from somebody just saying to the other person, hey, I am sorry. So many people I talk to these days, they say when what they look in another person to build a friendship is humility, is the most attractive of the virtues and so easy we lose it. At the beginning of the mass, we say, I confess to the almighty God. And to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have gravely sinned in my thoughts, in my words, in what I have done, in what I have failed to do. I repeat it again. In what I have failed to do. That is what the devil wants. That we fail to do what we are meant to do. That we fail to love God above all things. Last week we talked about the devil. And I didn't mention this because I didn't know. I went to a conference on the weekend, and uh, Monica Dumet, one of the writers in the Catholic Weekly here in Sydney, she said something that I didn't know. He in Australia, New South Wales, is the only state that respects the sacramental seal. That means in any other state of Australia, if someone goes to confession and confesses a crime, the priest, by law, is supposed to go and report it. Which is basically, that priest will be excommunicated, no matter what the law says. But we can see here how the devil also attacks the, the sacraments. Also, when we go to confession regularly, we'll be examining ourselves regularly. That way, we'll get to know ourselves. And we will get to know god better saint augustine said in failing to confess lord i would only hide you from myself not myself from you our lord knows us perfectly so when we don't go to confession it is actually us digging a hole on the ground so our lord can see us but really our lord knows us perfectly." Also, St. John Paul II said once, The confession is an act of honesty, of courage, an act of entrusting ourselves beyond sin to the mercy of a loving and forgiving God. There is only beauty coming out of the confession. It's such a wonderful gift and so many times we don't count on it. And also, when we examine ourselves regularly, we basically get to know ourselves and we can learn to avoid occasions of sin. I was talking to a friend the other day about how to deal with people with addictions. And he said, one of the main things that you need to do to help somebody with an addiction is to figure out how that addiction is triggered. Basically, you need to help the addicted to know himself. Because sin is like an addiction. And putting ourselves in a situation of sin. It is actually a sin. So for example. Let's put the scenario that eating hamburgers was a sin. So if I know that passing by McDonald's. Is going to trigger me to go and buy a hamburger. That means I will be putting myself in occasion of sin just by driving by Maccas, when I know that I most likely will fall. Different is, if you don't have a problem with burgers, if you don't have a problem with burgers, don't look at Maccas, because burgers are sin. But that is the point here. Putting yourself in occasion of sin is something to bring up to confession. Also, I wanted to mention briefly, sins against the six and the ninth commandment. The breach of these two commandments brings a lot of shame in people. People think that it's the end of the world when you start falling in issues against these two commandments. But it's not. Like confession is for all the commandments. And our Lord put these two commandments in the sixth and the ninth position for a reason. Because they're not the most important. The most important commandment is to love God above all things. Misusing our bodies is in the sixth and ninth position. Sometimes we will struggle. And the devil, he's been pushing for these sins. To make it what is the only thing that is in our minds. But it is not the most important thing. The most important thing is to love God. And when you love God, when you focus on the first commandment, The Sixth Commandment will be very simple because you will not want to misuse your body. But sadly, many times, the sins against these two commandments and that shame in people becomes a massive burden. That rock that we carry is greater and greater. And it becomes like, okay, I need to live with this or our Lord will not want to look at me or my friends will not want to look at me or my future wife or future husband will not want to look at me. This is not right. You can drop that rock the same that you drop any other rock. And that is what the confession is there for. We need to drop it. We need to leave shame behind. We need to let our Lord forgive us. And most important... If our Lord forgives you, if our Lord wants to forgive you, don't be proud to not forgive yourself. Because that is the problem that many people are actually forgetting God. We need Him. And remember, whatever you bring to confession, it's over. For God, for the Creator, for the one that put you in this world in this exact moment, when you drop that rock in confession, it's over. Many times we fall in the sins of pride for not forgiving ourselves, for being stuck to what we've done instead of moving forward into the life of God, into the life of loving God, into the first commandment. I personally have seen many people that have lost their faith, have lost that relationship with God because of carrying these massive rocks in the bags and not wanting to drop them. Or having dropped them in confession, they think they're still carrying them. Anyways, we need to pray for these people. When my daughters do something wrong, the first thing lately, what they do, they just start screaming, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I don't know where they got that from, but that is what they do. And that is basically what confession is. When we do something wrong, we start just screaming to our Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I love you, I love you, I love you. That is what confession is, to tell our Lord that we are sorry and to tell our Lord that we love Him. I want to finish with a story that the other day came to my mind in prayer when I was preparing this podcast. There once was an eagle whose nest was above a pig pen when he was very little he fell of the tree he couldn't go back up so he stayed in the pig pen and lived with the pigs he ate what the pigs ate and rolled in the mud just as the pigs did so he grew up like that he became bigger and bigger but as he kept rolling in the mud the mud would drying his wings and he couldn't extend them but one day the farmers came and realized that wow there is an eagle here giving a massive wash and put him on top of the house. Eventually the eagle jumped and flew. Flew high all the way until he looked at the sun face to face. You and I are that eagle. You and I are meant to look at the sun face to face. You and I have been raised to the dignity of children of God. But sin brings us down. Sin makes our wings get stuck. It doesn't let us fly. But confession is that fresh water that takes everything away. Confession is what allows us to fly again. Clean the dirt out of your wings and fly and look at the sun face to face. This is Ángel Bueno from One Soul. It's been a pleasure talking to you today and I look forward to seeing you next week.